This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. There's so much noise in financial markets right now around inflation and interest rates, geopolitical tensions and energy prices, valuations, ESG, the list goes on. It's hard to know what to listen to and what to take most notice of. To help us make sense of it all, I welcome to The Point, Chris Lee, Senior Fund Manager at Pendle, who's been watching markets for a few decades now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, just over 30 years. Right. Well, you've seen plenty of cycles and plenty of noise in markets over the years. Just up front, before we get to these sorts of implications that what's going on now has, how should an investor approach a period like this when there's so much information coming at them? I think they should always try and separate noise from signal. And it's actually getting harder as we go into the information age because there's so much noise and misinformation. So the ability to separate the noise from the signal was always important 20, 30 years ago, but it's even more important today. Okay. So what are the big themes, with that in mind, what are the big themes that investors should be thinking about and then following from that kind of those long-term implications from those things? Well, if you look at it from an evidence-based perspective, the first invasion of a European democratic country since the 1940s probably isn't noise. It's probably a very, very, very profound signal. We actually think three things are very important from the Ukrainian invasion. Number one, obviously, it's a tragic humanitarian disaster, um, but it's really interesting watching how the West is rallying around to help where it can. That's number one. Number two, it is a genuine geopolitical inflection point. Uh, Really, we must understand that and recognise that it will affect our children and our grandchildren. Some evidence for you of what a geopolitical inflection point this is. Germany has basically ripped up its pacifist constitution. Germany is rearming itself. Germany is is committed to spending more on defence spending than Russia as a percentage of GDP. And that's not noise, that's signal. Uh, Another amazing geopolitical inflection point, just evidence to share with the audience, Swiss banks have been neutral for 500 years. This is the first time Swiss banks have ever agreed to enforce American sanctions. That's not noise, folks. That's an incredibly profound geopolitical inflection point. So think about realising that the world as we knew it is changing. Uh, It it always is changing, obviously, but this is significant. And the third one, relevant to investors, is because it's such a geopolitical inflection point, this is a genuine financial market regime shift. Like when water turns to ice, you've got to stop swimming. Yeah. Um, and then when ice turns back to water, you've got to stop ice skating. Very similar here with such a great big genuine financial inflection point. We're seeing things like the rotation from growth to value as a factor seems to have stopped since the Ukraine invasion. Now there's a rotation from value to defensive low beta quality growth stocks, for example. And so th- those are the type of medium to long term things that we think people should be looking for. Okay, so bringing that back to an investor, you just gave a great example then of going to defence stocks. What you've said, Chris, is a very, very big picture. What are the the things that will fall out of this, the fact that Swiss banks aren't neutral, that Germany is not a pacifist nation anymore? How how do investors think about that in terms of long-term thematics and how to invest? 
Well, some of them are very, very good for Australia. That's that's the first conclusion for your audience. Um, clearly, commodities are now a geopolitical strategic weapon, and the companies are scrambling to secure commodities that they need from safe jurisdictions. That's the key, safe jurisdictions. Anglo-Saxon protected legal rights, for example, that's Canada, that's Australia. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, those are two great commodity exporting nations. Um, the outlook's got even better because those are safe places to buy your commodities from. And commodity buyers are questioning, you know, the less safe places to buy their commodities from because you can't buy them from Russia and you can't get them from Ukraine at the moment. So uh, Latin America is another big winner. But of course, you take a little bit more geopolitical risk if you, if you buy a copper stock in, in Latin America than if you buy a copper stock in Australia. Indonesia, big winner from all of this. Indonesia is an exporting powerhouse uh, of commodities. But again, you take a, obviously you take a little bit more risk if you're buying your commodities from, from Indonesia than you do if you're buying them from Canada or from Australia. So we've seen a clear shift in our top-down monthly scorecard, Sean, a clear, clear improvement in Australia, clear improvement in Canadian and Latin American equities. And it wouldn't then just be the commodity-related equities in those markets. You know, many other equities, whether it's financials or capex spending or industrials or technology, you know, they will all benefit at the margin from this regime shift. Which begs the question, well, who are the big losers? And the commodity importers are the big losers. We're going to have higher for longer commodity prices. And so the big commodity importers are Japan. So their terms of trade get worse. Europe, obviously, their terms of trade get worse because that's a big importer of commodities. And North Asia. You know, Asia is a massive importer of commodities. So they're the, they're the three areas that get slightly worse at the margin. Where, where does the US fit into all this? Well, nicely somewhere in the middle. The US is, is home to some of the most entrepreneurial, forward-thinking, capitalistic companies. You should never write them off. In fact, when I first started in business 30 years ago, my mentor said, Chris, America's the greatest emerging market on the planet. If you want emerging markets, go to America first. And the ability for American companies to pivot is, is far, you know, they're far quicker than European or Asian companies to pivot. So don't dismiss America just because it looks slightly expensive on valuation grounds. Remember, you tend to get what you pay for. A Ferrari costs more than a Fiat for a reason. So some of the best opportunities are still in America. Most of our portfolio is still in America. At the margin, um, America wins because of fracking and natural gas. So Europe won't be buying much Russian gas for the next 10 years. Europe will be buying a lot of American gas. So that means you need to think about looking for the investments for who's going to ship LNG from America to Europe, who's going to ship LNG from Australia to China and to Europe. You need new pipes, new ships. So there's a CapEx boom going on. And a lot of American companies are at the center of that. We own a few of them in the portfolio. Chris, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you. That was Chris Lee, Senior Fund Manager at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.